2: The Believe in Badger football podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by betonline.ag. Once again, I'm your host, Matt Perkins, joined, as always, by Badger legend, the Hebrew hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Maddie, how are we feeling today?
0: Matt, it's a good day. It's a good day. We don't have a running back on, but I think we have one of the best, if not one of the best, I would say, uh, linebackers to ever do it. All-American death row. Can't wait to hear how that came out. But death row's leader. Leo Chanel. Hey man, it's a pleasure to have you on with us.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me.
0: Did I miss out anything? Any other awards? I'm sure there are more.
1: A uh, big uh-huh. 10 linebacker of the year. Oh the, yeah. My bad. The biggest one. I- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. The, the big 10 linebacker of the year. Um, I know I'm a huge fan. I know Matt Perkins is a huge fan. You are probably like the most consistent top five. Um, we do like a top five. You were definitely the most consistent. I mean, what'd you average like 25 tackles a game? It's, <laughs> you're all over the place. I don't think you are actually blockable if you're a lineman, a fullback or anybody else. So thank you for being here. Um, it's, it's a real pleasure to be interviewing you. I'm pumped for your future. Um, let's just hope it's not with my team, the jets. You don't want to go there. Come on, man.
1: Maybe, maybe I can help out. Who knows?
0: Dude, you would be amazing. I think you would be a, gr- a great pickup. I just don't want you to go there. I'd rather you go to a team that wins. You, you remember Joe Thomas? Yeah. He, he went to the Browns. He never played in a, a playoff game. Like, I don't want that for you. Oh. I'm a huge Jets fan. Like, you would be my favorite player. If you wore number five, then I'd have to get a new jersey because Brooks Bollinger wore number five for the Jets. Okay. So, listen, I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to buy your jersey. <laughs> I just don't want you to be a jet.
1: All right, Hey, I appreciate <laughs> you. Thank you. I want
2: you on Looking the bills, out. so uh, you know that, that. You know, and then you will be going into deep in the playoffs with that beast, Josh Allen. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy betting New Year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in twenty twenty two. A new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website await you. When you head on over to betonline.ag to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use our promo code, believe B-L-E-A-V to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts. So, man, we're, we're going to start way back, but we're going to start, you know, growing up in Grantsburg, Wisconsin, because you and your brother kind of legendary and your family is legendary in that town. I think you guys take up like half the population. So what was it like growing up? And what do you have 16? You're one of 16 kids, right? Yeah. Talk about growing up in such a big family. Like, what was that like Did that sort of like bring the competition out of you?
1: Yeah. I mean, there was always, there was never like boredom. Um, You know, we had, we had a big like outdoors. My dad had a nice plot of land there, Um, but we were never bored. We'd always have each other. We'd always be us boys would always be fighting with each other, competing at everything and, you know, punching at each other. So, I mean, we, we were never bored, always had something to do.
0: And so when does, when does a little Leo, if there ever was a little Leo, when did, when do you like get into football? Was, were you the first one? Were there others? I mean, 16 kids is, it sounds like going to camp, like it sounds like going to like an actual like a kid's camp a sleepover. It sounds amazing.
1: So like yeah. you guys
0: all compete in sports together because we it all over the place.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, my old, like oldest brothers played a little bit. Um, one, one of them, my older brother, Ben, went to Eau Claire and started as a freshman. Um, you know, it wasn't for him. But, you know, my biggest inspiration was from my old brother, uh, Peter um, and Adam, but mostly Peter. Um he was, I believe, was it four years older than me? Yeah, I missed on him. I missed on about a year. Um, I could have played with him, but it was like a year, year. he's a year older. But um, you know, he was always the hardest worker. He'd he'd do like these killer football practices, come home and do his own workouts on his own, that would just grind him to the ground. Um, but he was definitely an inspiration. And you know, I was able to play with my older brother John, obviously, and then um younger brother, you're younger than me, Gabe, Gabe, as well. So I was I was really lucky.
0: How amazing is it to play? I played high school football with my brothers and it was special, but it's high school. You were able to play college at a high level, a a top 10 ranked team with your brother, both starters. How special is that?
1: I I mean, words can't really say enough. Like at a certain, at one point we were like right by each other on the kickoff team. We were on the punt team right next to each other. Um, You know, it's, it, it was just awesome being able to, you know, your best friend in the world, being able to play right next to him was special. Are you guys roommates? Um, like right now,
0: or or there. like were
1: you? Um, we were like my my first my first summer here. I enrolled early, and we were uh, roommates then. But otherwise, now nah, we weren't. I had to like, I, I, you know, I couldn't have deal with him for you know that long. You know,
0: it's funny because my brother also came to Wisconsin after he he didn't want to. He, he probably couldn't have played, but, um, he's, I tried to ask him to live together and he's like, no, I don't want to live. <laughs> so I get it. I get the brother, uh, the brother thing. Uh, it's pretty funny though.
1: Yeah. I
2: feel that Bernie, I never knew that y- your brother went to UW. Um, but Leo, so l- let's talk about high school football. Obviously like you guys, pretty small town, but you guys were, were, were very successful as, as a program. Obviously you and your brothers were a big part of that success. Um, what was were you always playing linebacker? Did you play offense as well in high school? And when did you sort of really settle in as a middle backer?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I played I played both ways uh, when I was playing with my brother. You know, all the way up till you know my senior year of high school. Yeah, um, I was I was blocking for him. So, um, you know, my senior year, I finally got to take that lead role. Um, but I'm not sure. I, I mean, personally, I thought it was a better running back than a linebacker. Um, but you know, I got recruited as a linebacker, and it was probably because I was too slow or something. But, <laughs> but <laughs> um, it has played off. <laughs> it's I, yeah. off, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But, we, uh, uh, yeah.
2: I think we had, we had John Clay on the show. Uh, I think about two months ago, and he he said that I think you broke his Camp Randall High School record for rushing yards in the stadium.
1: Uh, when me? You I, I didn't How did you go to state? Maybe uh, I think it's somebody else here. Oh, he was some, Maybe
2: it was someone else, and I thought it was you, but um. I don't. Maybe maybe I was mistaken about that. I thought I thought it was you, but maybe not. So anyway, in high school, like, what was your like? Because when you came into UW, you were one of the strongest freshmen we'd ever seen until Braylon got here. But um, you were uh, you know, just an absolute beast. What was your regimen like in high school? You know, and, and how did you become so strong so early on in life?
1: Um, you know, like in high school. uh, you know, middle school actually, like. I had my brother, Peter, like I said, and, you know, he was, he was all about like, okay, we, we got to eat healthy. Like, you know, the nutrition, like looking back on it was probably the biggest thing for me. Like I went four or five years in a row, like never drinking pop once, never eating ice cream once, never eat any things like sugar, like besides like fruit. Um, so the nutrition ultimately was one of the biggest things. And then be able to like play off his work ethic, um, you know, we were in the weight room, you know, five, five days a week. You know, we also need that recovery, you know, being smart about it to get that those two days off. Um, but just when we're in the weight room, just grinding away and we have each other like, oh, is that all you got? Is that all you got? We're pushing each other and, you know, every every set, every rep, we're pushing each other. First off,
0: that's so cool. And I completely agree with you. First of all, I'm, I'm just also pumped that you guys had like a good nutrition plan and your brother was like part of that because we had Brian Bott on the show and we talked about how important that was, but how also... I don't think we were doing that in 2000 to 2005 when I was there, it was more of like work your butt off and then go to the bars. And I, now yeah. looking back, I'm like, that's probably not what we should have been doing.
1: <laughs> but,
0: <not>. uh, <laughs> but you know what? I can't, I can't fault it. Cause I had the best time of my life, but, um, but definitely nutrition's huge. So you're super strong. W- what, w- who was recruiting you when you were either junior or senior?
1: Um, you know, John and I like got into like, you know, started doing camps and started reaching out to people pretty late in our career. That's, you know, that's been my opinion why John only got a preferred walk on um, spot, you know, cause he was a junior by the time he got any interest at all. Um, but uh, it was, I believe South, yeah, South Dakota state was my first offer. And basically that was it until like the Badgers offered me, Iowa was talking to me. They said they were going to offer, but you know, once, once the Badgers offered, I'm like, all right, it's my home state. I want to play for this place. Like, I committed a day later. Was it important for you to play
0: with your brother? Like, did you guys have conversations around that?
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, he was he was committed to UND, I believe it was. Um, you know, just, we are just like, that's, that's all we wanted to do, man. Like, we, we, we've done everything together, and, you know, ultimately that's where it took us.
0: I, once again, I'm jealous that you guys played together. Uh, I think okay. that's so special. So when you get to campus, so you, so you picked Wisconsin. Who was recruiting you at the time?
1: um let's see it was coach herring uh i believe it was just coach herring coach Bostad, coach chris yeah it was mostly coach herring i'd say
2: because he's the in-state he's the in-state lead recruiter so i know i know he reaches out to most of the wisconsin what was your relationship like with him like did you guys have like you know sort of like really like you know kick it off with a good start Did you guys always have a good relationship did that take a long time to build
1: um, you know, I mean, I just say, you know, it's an average relationship. He was, he's a really nice guy. Um, you know, it's, it, it I mean, it just didn't take much to, you know, get me on board. Like, I'm like, <laughs> whatever, man, like I'm, I'm coming.
0: So you show up to campus. What, what's it like when you finally got to Madison?
1: Um, what's it like? I mean, oh man, there's like, like the, the city wise, I mean, it's, geez, it's like 50 times bigger and like, you know i was i was just lucky i had my brother like show me the ropes around and you know tell me what to avoid what to do like I, like when i first got there i'm like i heard all these stories about like these fights and practices and i'm like and like if a, a defensive player like screws around with the offensive lineman they're all gonna like gang up on you and stuff so i was like trying to learn the ropes like all right what what do i not do to like piss some people off um but you know that's that's kind of where it started we always had. if you,
0: I don't, you probably won't remember this. We had a center named Donovan Rayola that even if a, a defensive guy by accidentally bumped him, he would get into a fight. So I understand <laughs> the, the problem is the coaches hate that. Cause it's such a waste of time. Yeah. Like we used to stop the clock and I hated that because why extend practice any long and people would get pissed and then you'd have to run Ugh, such a nightmare, but uh, that's pretty funny. But then what, so you're a freshman at uw are you you know would you say that you picked up the scheme
1: well when did jimmy show up during your time um like what let me physically or just like as a mentor you mean but he he was the five he wasn't there four years ago was he yeah he was 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 junior so he, he was there he was there since what 2016 right yep but as a db's coach
2: he he was db's coach but only for one year before um before wilcox took the cal job and he ascended to defensive coordinator so he would have been the coordinator yeah right right when you came in so yeah like talk about like picking up the scheme was it harder mentally or physically for you at first
1: um definitely like both like oh man like they sent me like the playbook before i came and i literally was like flipping through and i'm like you're joking right I kept flipping through the pages I'm like no way because like in high school you just just like for if it's past you take a 45 degree angle drop and sit there and read the QB's Q- 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 eyes that's literally all I did you know it's, it's it's just a small school the reality of it um but you know seeing all that it's like I, I I'm just glad I came mid-year because I had to get all those mistakes all those mental errors out of me and you know, he'd write him down on a piece of paper, like every play you'd be me, me mental error, me, 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 every time I'm in, you know, it kind of, it kind of like gets on your nerves, but like ultimately it helped me a lot. Um, and then like physically it's like, like I've never been so exposed, like coordination wise, I, like when I was a senior in high school, I'm like, like, you know, you think you're good. Like, you know, you get Gatorade play of the year, whatever. But then you come into uh, college with these high level athletes and I just look like a fool, clicking my heels every time I shuffle, um, not knowing what I'm doing, uh, but it definitely like showed me how much I get better.
2: Did you know a lot of the guys that you were recruited with? I mean, I think you, Keanu, and Julius were all the, the three in-state guys who got uh, scholarships that season. There are a couple other linebackers that came. I think Spencer Lytle was in your class as well. How many of those guys did you like know or have a relationship with before you enrolled?
1: Um, I mean, I'm I'm more like a quiet introverted guy, um, really. So I didn't I didn't really reach out to anybody. Um, so, I mean, I didn't really have a relationship. We had a group chat, but I wasn't really like, you know, like, a, you know, the guy leading conversations or anything. who was in that group. I'm really curious. Yeah. I mean, we had like, you know, Julius, Graham, Spencer, Hayden, Joe um, Keanu. There was a lot of guys that would, you know. So when you show up,
0: who's, who's in the room that's excite, like excites you to be, to be there.
1: Like uh, when I first showed up.
0: Yeah. In the linebacker room, like who, cause I, I remember showing up and I was like, Oh my God, I am so excited. Like these guys, you know, my coach, coach, Ron Dane, Chad Coons is like one of the best fullbacks around. It was just exciting. You know, I, Anthony Davis was from Jersey. So that got me excited. Like who, when you walk in, you're like, are you starstruck at all? Cause you're a fan or are you just like, I'm ready to be here?
1: Um, I mean, it was when, I mean, when you walk in and see JT, it's kind of a whole nother deal, like outside of the linebacker room. Um, but, uh It 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 kind of is like all right, I'm here, but you know, having someone like Chris Orr and like just just hearing about him, he was you know a legend, and just being able to learn from him because he's he's just a master at the game, and it was it was it was really cool.
2: Yeah, people talk about Chris Chris just being one one of like the smartest, like most instinctive, instinctive like football players like to ever come through the program.
0: No, I'm saying Chris was one of my like favorite people to just talk to. Like such a kind human being and then you just want to cheer for him in the game and then when he you know was doing well same with same with City. like whenever i saw these guys they were so nice so kind like it appreciated the history know, i'm washed up they appreciated like just having a conversation and i appreciate it more than anything to have a conversation with with you guys the young guys because at some point we're going to be playing golf outings together and it's just going to be like fun and you know we'll <laughs> bs and it'll be it'll be a good time um but he's a good dude to like Chad Coons is that guy. Like he was an introvert, hardly talked to me, but he just, the way he played, the way he went about business. And then his, his just kind of mentoring, like not talking a lot, but when he said something, like you listened to it. I feel like that is, um, I have like that same, that same experience. I got to ask you, when did death row start?
1: Um, You know, it, it started before my time and, it's funny because it, Chris actually started it. Like, he's the one that originally founded it. Um, but, you know, I was probably the first one to write it on Sharpie in my arm um, for a game. Um, but it definitely started with Chris because, you know, he embodied it better than anybody for sure.
0: Dude, then you have to, like, back it up when you write it down. So oh, how, yeah. how tough is – I mean, you legitimately – tell me, do you think there was any time that you didn't back it up? Because I could say that it, it, from watching, it looked like you backed it up in every single game.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, like personally, like for me, I'm looking at like, you know, I could have done better every game. So I, I can't really judge, you know. So
0: I saw you play at, I went to three games this year. The only one that really was special was the army game. Dude, Are those plays called when you're in a gap blitzing and tackling everyone? Is that like a Jimmy Leonard? Like you're going to do this. Or is that like Leo saying, I watched so much film. I can just do this and, and I'm
1: that good. No, I mean, I, I wish it was like the second one, but but uh, no, we we had it, you know, schemed up like that. Just the way their like their splits were so wide, and they had a consistent tempo every single time. it Was the same cadence, and that's why they got I got caught on that uh, that offsides at one time. they were like, "Oh, we got you." I'm like, "You guys have never you never changed up your offense in the whole history. Why are you doing that to me?" Um, but yeah, it was it was it was planned. But what so what's it like? You know, we I don't remember
0: doing a lot of that stuff. What's it like for you to be like constantly going against linemen downhill, you know, blitzing a ton? We'll talk about that. And then I definitely, you know, Jimmy's one of my favorite people. I have so many funny things to tell you about him. But um, and then so I want I want to ask you that question. Then I want to talk about Jimmy. And then I know Maddie P like I go off on tangents. I want to talk about the season and what you see moving forward. There's a lot to go on. But what's it like playing in a gap like a ton?
1: Um, You know, I like it. It's like, it's just all the drills we do in the off season. It's like, we spend so much, like so many hours just hitting that, like the punching bag, like boom, 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 over and over and over again. And it's just like, it just feels so natural, you know, like, and you know, I feel like I can hold my own for for the most part. And, uh, you know, it just played to my strengths a lot.
0: So what has Jimmy Leonard meant to you and your progression as a linebacker and what is like? How does he go about his his business? Because when I knew Jimmy, he just played the way he played. Like he didn't really wasn't a rah rah guy, but yeah. he had. I mean, he was nuts in his own mind. Like they never said anything, never did anything crazy. But he, I don't know if you know this. If you ever watched him? he never fair caught a punt. I didn't know that. you know that we put our best guys in punt return. And we had, like, Jimmy was like, I'm just going to catch it and run every single time, and he basically did that.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that. That's funny. It's crazy. So what, what, what's Jimmy Leonard do for your game? Um, you know, a lot of it, like, he like he's more, like, hands-on with the DBs and safeties. Like, a lot of what he says is being passed down through Bosted. Um, you know, I, I, I'd meet with him off, you know, whatever on my own sometimes. But a lot of what he does is through Boasted. But, you know, when I am talking to him, he's – He's so smart in explaining like the details on the why we do things. Um, you know, playing to each individual strength, like you know, putting me up in the A gap like that. Um, you know, activating certain people, changing up the calls, tweaking them just a little bit for every opponent. So, I got the privilege to you know be a part of that.
0: So you, and so you mentioned both that, and now he's moving back to O line. But what yeah. what what's I hear he's a, a fantastic coach, and oh, yeah. he's like get in your face. You know, when I was getting coached, it was. The guys could say whatever they wanted to is kind of nuts.
1: Is he still like an old school coach? Uh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, maybe some, some would argue, maybe he softened up a little bit, but you know, to if anybody were to come in, he'd be like, he, he means business for sure. When you get on that field, like there's there's no fooling around. I mean, obviously anyways, but you know, we you gotta be on your game. Like if we went over it once, you better get it right, type deal. Um, and you know, he he held us to a standard and he was he was one of the main reasons we were the number one rush defense, you know, number one linebacker duo in the country. It's because of him, you know, what he instilled in us.
2: Well, talking about that that duo. I like he, to hear that Jimmy. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, like, talking about that duo, but, you You and Jack seem to have, like, a mind meld on the field. Like, you guys seem to be able to know exactly what the other person is going to do without even, like, saying anything. Like, does that come from just, like, so like playing together for so long? Or what? what do you think makes that – you and Jack, such a good tandem.
1: Um, you know, it's just every, every single day, every single practice, every single rep we're talking through, like, you know, if we accidentally stay, step on one of our, you know, our feet one time, like, Hey, what are you doing there? Like, why are you doing this? Like, we're talking like every time we get a rest break in between periods and stuff, we're like, Hey, what'd you see there? Like, what, do you, what are you going to do on this? And, you know, sometimes one of us like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to go do this. So you got to be there for me on that. So it's like, we work together and we get so used to each other
2: that's amazing. Cause my, my, my wife's cousin was Jack and Brian's high school linebackers coach. Um, and he said like, both of those guys are just two of like, not, I'm not, not just like the best players that he's ever coached, but the best people he's ever coached. And just like that, they are like two like really stand up dudes. And so like, do you and Jack, like, you know, did you guys spend time together like outside of practice too, or uh, a lot, or like who are some of the other guys that you would like hang out with sort of like when you're not like on the field or in practice?
1: Um, you know, I would spend a little bit of time, mostly in linebacker-like events. But like, like I was saying, like I was, I, I'm just like a really introverted guy. Like I really keep to myself. Like I would just, like go home, chill out in my apartment, and you know, watch some film. But otherwise, like you know, play some Call of Duty with John. You know, and and that would be about it. I don't I don't like going out. I'm not really a social guy. It was all linebackers
0: and all football when you when you got to the stadium. What would you say? It was like all football, all linebackers when you got to save no offensive guys you hung out with
1: besides um, your brother? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, not really. No, I wasn't. I, I, I'm just not about that social life at all, man. No, there's not, dude. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: I mean, some people are like, I was definitely probably too about it, which I, I don't know like, if it did anything for me or not, but you're going to be in a way better football shape. I mean, and you are, believe me, I've seen you, your arms. You could have put like a lowercase D on my arm but you got a big uppercase bold thing. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Matty, don't sell, don't sell yourself so short, Bernie, man. Y- like. You're pretty yoked. I mean, that's me right there. There I am. That's that <laughs> <if> I <said. laughs> I, By the way, I stole this from the stadium.
1: Okay. <laughs> Did you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> the They were uh, the new stadium, not the new stadium, but the stadium was getting upgraded, and our cafeteria moved from, like, the McLean. You know where you walk in all the trophies are? Yeah, That was where we used to eat, like right there. So they put up some of these posters, and then when you graduated, I guess they just took them down. But we moved out of there, so there was nothing in there. And my boy's like, go steal that, dude. That's going to be trashed tomorrow. And I was like, no, I can't steal that from the stadium. he's like, what? They're going to throw it away. And I was like, all right. You know, came, got it off the wall. I left Darren Charles up there, who was a wide receiver, but I took mine. That's smart. That's smart. Yeah, you know you gotta, you gotta do these things. Um, it was, it would have been trashed. I mean, that, that room is completely gone now. Yeah. Um, it's with all your trophies. Uh, so was, what was practice like going against your brother? I mean, did you guys bang heads a bunch?
1: Yeah. I mean, when I first got there freshman year, we do like these people have different names for them, but we call it the badger drill. Um, I mean, you probably had it. You just like, you know, we go at each other at full speed and like, we try to knock each other back every single time or there was any other competition. They'd be like, all right, Chanel brothers. Like, Oh my goodness. This is the fifth time this week. All right. And then, uh, you know, and then we meet each other in the hole and, you know, he, out of everybody I've ever played against, like, you know, every fullback, he, John, my brother, John, he was, he was the best blocker I've ever won against for sure. And I'm not just, I'm not being biased. I'm actually being serious. Like i would come out at, at full speed and he'd just stop me dead in my tracks and, so I mean, it definitely helped me get better playing him. You.
0: Are there any other guys on the offense who you were like, "Wow, man, this guy when he locks me up, I'm stuck."
1: Um, let's see. I mean, I think uh, Cam Large was probably the best the best blocker in my opinion. We'd always we'd always go against him in uh, individual drills. Both um, <laughs> that would make him just like come down on us like as hard as he could, and he'd probably he'd probably have the best clamps out of anyone
0: nice so you, so your brother's one i, I I'll tell you when I, your brother in the bowl game not just the touchdowns the catching his blocking to me was the best that I've seen him all year is there anything any was was he he was late to the game too because he was sick I think yeah. he just got out of protocol what can you what can you say about I know we talk a lot about the fullbacks but what can you say about your brother's progression because to me I, I think his stock is the highest it's ever been and I told Matt Perkins I was like did you see how well he's blocking this game, and I don't think people even watch the fullback to be honest
1: so right. I mean what's what's his progression been like I mean it's just it's just like feeling like, feeling out what he's capable of you know i we always knew like what he could do um you know he was dealing with minor stuff all season that kind of like nagging injuries um, but being able to have a game plan like they, they did like you know they kind of like involved him a lot in the game plan and i was I was really happy to see that for him because kind of show what he was capable of. You know, you just sneak him out of the flat, he'll catch it. Um, You know, he was probably pumped up about the game plan, maybe made him play a little harder, (laughs) who knows. Uh, You know, he's going to play hard no matter what. But, um, you know, he was just doing what he does. That's all I think.
0: Coming into this season, what's it like in the offseason saying we have Penn State number one team to go against? Like how – we always had limping games, you know, the Eastern Michigans, the Northern Iowas – and the likes, UNLV, even though we didn't beat them always, what's it like coming in all offseason saying we have opening game Big Ten?
1: I mean, we were, we we're all just so excited. Like, we, we had all that time to prepare for that one game, and we were just, we. I mean, we were just excited about it. I mean, it's not, there's, like, not as, ah, you know, I don't know. It was, I mean, I'm sad I missed it, but I was excited for it. I mean, I played up until, like, the Thursday practice, and I got the call that I tested positive, but I was excited. I was there in spirit. Right, right. <laughs> <That means. laughs>
0: But then, okay. So in camp, all you heard, everyone would text me and say, our defense is way ahead of our offense. I kind of felt that that would be the case. Cause I think we, you know, we have a, still a young quarterback in my eyes. How, how good does it feel like to beat up on the offense pretty much day in and day out?
1: Um, in practice. I mean, they like surprise. I mean, I don't know. if Surprisingly is a good word, but they they would actually do some damage on us, like because like you you get a feel for the offense, you know, you get a feel for the defense. Like you're playing against each other a lot of times, they know exactly where to go on us. Um, so I mean, they, they would they would they would stop us like a few days out of the out of the week. Um, but you know, we we just we just took pride in being able to stop the run and then go from there. So.
0: Yeah, and what, what what happened in either the offseason or, or the beginning of the season that you guys just buckle down and say, like, we're going to hardly let up any yards. We're not going to let you guys run the ball. Like, we, we're we going to be the best defense in the nation. Like, that doesn't just happen overnight. So were you the leader? Who was the leader? Was it Jimmy? Was it Bosa? Like, where does that come from? Because game in and game out, you guys were the most consistent. and And consistent is not a good word because – you played consistently at the best level, which is amazing. So, so where did that all come from?
1: I mean, in my opinion, um, first of all, is the players. You know, we're willing to put in that work. But you know, for me, looking back on it, it really was like Bosted was a huge part of it. Like he he not only like was teaching us well, but he was he was teaching us how to like be as people. Like we can't accept any little any little failure. They get a three yard run. Okay, that's way too much. Like we got to be. Like zero yards or less. Like we we just had that high standard, and um, you know he he made sure that we were spreading the you know that that on the team, spreading that standard. You know we got to make sure all the all of us are on the same page. And I really uh, credit to him. So I, to I want the, the f-
2: mantle now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Please go for it, Maddie.
1: Go for it. Yeah. Who takes who, the mantle? Who takes now? the
2: mantle now? Because you and Jack are you know sure. you and Jack are are, are moving on. And like you know what does what are your thoughts on you know who's going to. You know, uh, the guys who are going to be them. we know we've got Jordan Turner and a a bunch of other guys, those inside linebackers, you know, who do you think is going to really be able to step up? And what do you think some of the strengths of those guys are
1: going forward? I mean, you guys see it just as me, just as much as I do. Um, You know, I really think, you know, Jordan, you know, has showed the most in coverage, um, in my opinion, Tate is, might be like, you know, Excel more in, in run defense. And then Muma is, you know, probably the best pass rusher out of any of us, in my opinion. Um, just what he's shown consistently in practice. He was, he was beating guys 95% of the time, beating no offensive linemen. He's got, he's got some nice moves. But, uh, you know, they, they each have their good traits. And um, I'm really excited to see how, like, spring ball turns out for them. It'll be, be huge.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, they, they, I mean, you guys have to replace the defense has to replace a lot of guys. I mean, between you and Jack uh, Henningsen um, and the entire secondary, pretty much, you know, uh, it, it's going to be, you know, a, a lot of, I think there's a lot of excitement, you know, just around, at least, you know, for guys like me and Matt who are watching, watching from afar saying like, okay, like, you know, it's, it sucks that, you know, a lot, you got a lot of you guys are graduating, going to the pros, but that's also awesome for the program to see what guys are going to be able to sort of step in take the next step. Um, Speaking of taking the next step, you have declared for the draft early. Congratulations. We know you're going to go super high. So what are you, what are you doing to prepare for the draft? What do you think you need to work on the most? Um, And is is there anything like you're really focusing on in the process between now the combine pro day and then draft day?
1: I mean, like I was saying before, it's like you guys can see just as much as me. Like I didn't show enough in coverage um, this season. Um, you know, I think it'll, the combine will also be huge for me in terms of like, you know, they want, I'm a, I'm a kind of an oversized backer in, in some people's opinion. Um, so I mean, in the 40 time and, you know, all those drills are going to be super important for me. And then also, also working with those position coaches on that coverage, on that change direction and instinct. Um, cause you know, we, we communicate with them what we need to work on. And, um, you know, it's really helpful just attacking everything from every single angle, you know, nutrition is the best I've ever been. Um, you know, they hire, you know, really nice chef, Larry Fitzgerald's old chef, which, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, he's, he's really getting us right. Um, so, I mean, we're just attacking it from every angle. Cause you're training down in Arizona, right? Right. Yeah. Awesome.
0: I was gonna say, who did you sign with?
1: Oh, it was CAA. Right here.
2: Oh, nice.
0: Nice. So you're in Arizona. You're, I mean, I remember I went to California. All we did was football. There was nothing like nothing else. Is that, yeah, I mean, that's all you're, I mean, and that's what it should be. You're just focusing on all those things. I mean, do you watch film? Like, are you on the track all day? Like what's, what's like a day to day workout pre combine look like?
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of it, you know, I think people think it's like a lot harder than it is in terms of physical um, stress, but a lot of it is focused on You, you need recovery. Like we're going to do like super, um, super like intense, um, but short like spurts of workouts like I'll go in, at um, you know, whatever it is, 8 a.m. And we'll do like an hour workout and then we'll get our recovery, get our nutrition down. We'll do everything in between recovery and then we'll come back and do our lift. And then that'll only last 45 minutes to an hour. And then we have all that other time to recover, eat, do whatever we need to do, to relax. So it really is focused on like, OK, when we're at it, we're going to go really hard. When we're not, we better be recovering and doing whatever you can. Um, and, you know, it is it is really important to continue to watch film to understand the defense, um, you know, because they will ask you about those, you know, ask you about the defense and a lot of the scheme when, you know, so we have to be prepared.
2: Are you doing like interview prep then too, I assume? Because I know that, that that can be a big part of, of the draft process.
1: Um, I have not started it. Um, I'm supposed to start this week. Um, so, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. My only
0: advice is just tell the truth. I feel like you know, you'll be fine. They ask you the most ridiculous questions. And then, you know, from everything you hear is, well, they haven't, they have old FBI agents, like go to your hometown and like ask your coaches and other people, all that stuff to me sounds so crazy, but I feel like they do that. So I was just told them everything, the truth. And I was like, I mean, you guys can at least go find it, or you're just going to do it. So um, that would be my only advice besides like dominating pro day. But so what So I have a question for you, and I think the mentality has changed. In 01 to 05, you know, I don't remember anyone saying, I'm going to leave early. I think it was, you know, you stayed with your your guys you came in with. And my mentality after that was, I can't believe guys are leaving. To me, that's crazy. Now my my whole mentality has changed. I think if you are the best player, you should – not even the best player. If you're going to get drafted, you should leave immediately because – you only have a window to play football and you have a, your whole life to get an education. So, sorry. Chancellor blanks out. So sorry. So, sorry, Chancellor. Um, sorry, new, new new chancellor. But um, that's what I truly think. Has that, have you seen, I guess my, I guess I'm, what I'm trying to say is like, I don't think it was people didn't seem like it was okay to do it 20 years ago. Has that mentality changed? I hope so. And what was your thought process saying, I'm going to go do this?
1: Um, you know, you always do want to, you know, stay with your team. That's obviously one of the pros is, like, to, of staying. It's, like, you get to, you know, stay with the guys you came in with. Um, you know, my mentality was just, like, all right, got to weigh the pros and cons of this. You know, that's, that's all you can do in the end. But it's like, and then ultimately choose what's best for you. And a lot of it was talking to my fiancé and talking to my family and, um, you know, realizing, like, okay, like, I, I showed it on film, like, what I can do. And I'm, I'm probably going to get drafted. You know, hopefully I'm not trying to be overconfident. But, um, you know, and then, you, again, you just got to weigh the pros and cons. And, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, it was for me just like a gut feeling like maybe it is time to move on. It wasn't necessarily like words on a piece of paper. It's like I just felt like it was time for me. Yeah,
0: because Groshek said the same thing. He's you like, it, it was his time. I, I could have come back for his, what, what was his 18th season? <laughs> <laughs> but he said, he's like, listen, it's time. I think he had the same conversations. Is your brother down there with you training?
1: Oh, uh, no, he's in uh, Minnesota. Oh, not, oh, God. Okay. Hold them. Him. That's what I hear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, listen, I, I I applaud you because I think that's a really hard decision when you feel such a loyalty to Wisconsin, the Badgers, you know, and, and I do, I still do. And I don't think, listen, no, one's going to say, Oh, you left early. So you are not part of the team. You are a hundred percent like a Badger alumni and any one of us would do anything for you, you know, after your, your career is over. I'm just proud that that has changed. And even my mentality has changed because you got to get paid. And that, to be honest, in this world, like, it sounds so stupid, but, dude, you can only be a death row member for, you know, 20 years, right? And after 20 years, the only one who's still doing it is Tom Brady. I hate him to – I hate his guts, but he's still <laughs> doing it. Um, and you got to get paid in that window, and there's no if ends or buts about it. If you don't get paid in that window, like me, I got hurt my senior year, and then I didn't get drafted, and then I didn't make any money. Now, looking back, I'm like, oh, I should have made more money, right? Like, I am have a job, and I kind of need more money now. Um, right. That's my rant. Dude, don't take it. Just just do you. You'll be fine. Um, are there any – like, are, did you grow up a Packers fan?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't, like, extreme. Like, any time they'd play, I'd be like, oh, cool, the Packers, are on. But I wasn't that big of a fan. But, I mean, if they're winning, like, I'm supporting them, you know.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss. My wife is very (laughs) sad today. (laughs) My wife's from Verona, and she is devastated by the loss.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've grown more, like, my support's grown throughout the years, and, like, right now, I'm like, all right, we just gotta, we gotta go to the Super Bowl again, man. It's been too long. And, you know, all this talk from Aaron Rodgers, man, I'm, like, I'm rooting for him so bad. Like, I was so upset last night, man. Like... It's been so long? (laughs) I know. Oh,
2: you're talking to a Bills fan and a Jets fan. Like... (laughs) bernie's (laughs) bernie's <laughs> team hasn't been to the super bowl since like 68 or 69 my team hasn't been there since oh. 95 94 like you know so long what was the last time the packers in the super bowl like 2012 or something like that
1: yeah but, but but then again we have like all these winning seasons like so many winning seasons and all these number one seeds just to do this every time it's you know, know you're right
0: but you could have the complete. Uh, it, it's the 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 S I blank T end of the stick, where you win four games a year and still get screwed in your draft picks because there's still one or two teams worse than you, which is mind boggling that it wow. continues to happen. Um, so that's why I say don't go to the Jets. But I do think the Jets are are turning it around. They got a defensive guy as the head coach, so I think there's some there's some. Are there any places like? I don't I don't want you to say something like you, but are, like growing up. Like I I was like oh I'd love to be a Jets. I'd love to be play for the Jets. Um there were a few other teams that I was like oh man this would be great to play for. Anything like that or you're just happy like anywhere you go?
1: You know I'm I'm, just, I'm kind of just happy. Um you know like the be, being for the Packers would be cool too just being a home state but you know either way I'm happy like I want, like and I was a huge fan of like Seattle's Legion of Boom. Mm. Like that was that was always pretty cool like just those legendary defenses are always intriguing to me, but um, i Now you, br-
0: you bring that up, who was your favorite? Or did you model your game off of an NFL guy, at, historical or not?
1: Um, You know, every time I'd watch, like, I'd always, like, search YouTube highlights just to get me pumped up before games. It'd always be Ray Lewis. Every time, like, he just had that, like, mentality, like, all in, like, he's just a dog. Like, he's going to go hit somebody and, like, you're know, lacing people out. So I was definitely always watching him. Well, that, so that, that reminds
2: me. Yeah. So I, I always ask guys, what's your pregame routine? What's your pregame ritual? Are you a guy who's listening to music at pumped up? You said you watch YouTube videos. Like what is your, you know, when do you write death row on your arm? Like what, does what your pregame routine look like?
1: I um, mean, for home game, I'm always hitting the hot tub, obviously, you know, get my legs warm. Um, and it's always just doing stuff with John. Like we'll hit the hot tub together. We'll go stretch together and we'll go to the weight room together Right after that, um, we'll do, like, a breathing technique, the Wim Hof. And then right after that, we'll go on a field and play some catch. It was, like, the same thing every time. Um, and then after we come back from our, like, warm-up with our, like, team and stuff, then I'd write the, have somebody write the death throw on my arm. So it was kind of consistent.
0: Did, and then away games, what was away games? Like, kind of the same, just without the hot tub?
1: Yeah, 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 basically.
0: Any, any – for I mean, I'm just so jealous. Like, throwing your football with your brother in, like, these different stadiums and in Camp Randall – Is just to me mind blowing like that. That you, I hope you guys just relished in the moments that you guys had. I I just think that's so fascinating. What, where's the worst place to play away? Worst locker room?
1: Worst locker room. Oh man. I don't know about worst locker room, but I didn't, I didn't like Northwestern's field at all. Like it was, it was trash, but um... it's also like
2: a house of horrors for the Badgers for some reason. Like, I mean, the game, the game of the 2020 game was brutal in there. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is about Northwestern. They just, it, it, it's such a frustrating team to play and such. And you're right. I've been to that stadium. It is, it's far and away the worst in the Big Ten. Yeah. And that's saying something because <laughs> Purdue and Rutgers are in the Big Ten. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Wait, is, is, um, is Iowa's locker room still pink? And is it still like a dump?
1: Oh, uh, Let's see. I'm not really sure. Like I don't I don't I don't think so. I, I remember it being pretty nice and I don't remember any pink, so I'm not sure.
0: Man, then that's changed because it was so tight in this little locker room for 65 guys. I don't think they had um bathroom doors, like toilet doors on their oh, the geez. stalls.
1: I think I think they do now.
0: <laughs> okay, because it's uh I, I mean. They did a good job, and a lot of other places do a very good job of keeping you, um, like, uncomfortable when you come to. Like, even pre, now pre, this is before when the stadium got redone, but the, the away locker room was a dump that you had to go upstairs in cleats and down um, a while back. So I just feel like playing on the away – and you, you. I would love to hear what you think. Playing away games was always more mentally challenging, not so physically, because you had to take in – all these other factors that like you just didn't know about like in our locker room, you know, where the bathroom is, you know, where the hot tub is, you know, where you can get anything you want, a water, a drink, you can just walk outside easy. Like there's just a lot of just easy factors. And then you go to these weight games and like nothing is easy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I mean, uh, I mean either I like, I, I just like walking into the stadium and like showing people what we can do, like just having that mentality, honestly, like, like, some people were like, oh, boo, boo. And the Nebraska fans are like, oh, hey, how are you guys doing? Like, Nebraska <laughs> fans are always really nice. But other than that, you know, it's cool. Um, I just remember wearing shorts and a
0: cutoff T-shirt, no matter how cold it was, to go throw the ball with Zach, uh, Zach Hampton. I used to throw it. He played with Jimmy, the special teams guy, played some DB. We would just go out there and just throw. That's it. And no matter if it was zero degrees, you know, like, hey, I'll be here all day. Like, yeah. kind of like that. That ridiculous mentality. But where where was your favorite place to play away from Camp
1: Randall? Um, might have been uh, Indianapolis. Was was pretty cool. Like, be, yeah, the Big Ten Not fair. No, <laughs> it, I mean the stadium. The stadium in general was uh, was pretty cool. Like it was it was really nice. Yeah, that's a what super nice. What about in the stadium. Big Ten?
0: What would you say? What about in the Big Ten?
1: Um, in the Big Ten. Not Sure. I kind of, the big house was kind of cool. I would say. Um, the big house is cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really, I don't really think I have a preference. It's all enemy territory, you know? Believe, tell me about it. I completely, <laughs> I completely know.
0: Um, all right. So let's, so let's, we got a little bit more time. We don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I would love to talk a little bit about what you think and Matt, please, if you have other other areas you want to touch, but, like, talking about next season, what what's exciting to you as a Badgers fan? And then I would love to hear how, like, when did you know that Braylon Allen's going to be the guy that showed up towards the end of the season?
1: Um, You know, I'll start with the Braylon one because uh, I think, you know, just seeing him in the weight room alone, like, and like I don't know, just he can like power clean at 425 whatever as a freshman, 17 year old, like just be able to see that because like power clean is a you know big indicator of like you know how good a player can be, like not too big, but like if he's power cleaning 425 as a running back, like that's crazy, and and then just see him in fall camp like run guys over stiff stiff arm guys into the ground six feet under, um oh, man like. I mean, I, I always knew he was going to be special, whether, you know, it took him a year to just, uh, you know, get in the groove of things or not. But, you know, he caught on quick and, you know, it showed. Um, but in terms of next year, you know, just, just the saying, like, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't rebuild, we reload. Um, you know, that, I heard that saying, like, when Chris Orr left too. And, and you know, and, and it was Jack and I's time to step up. And, you know, it, it got us where we were. And we just gotta have that mentality and just trust the coaches because at the end of the day, it's like those coaches are there to help us and they're make us better and they've shown it that they can like constantly produce like good players and so just listening to Coach Leonard is is a huge key. So both
0: that goes to offensive line. Is that exciting for you? I mean, is that do you think the guys are like this is great?
1: Um, you know, it's you know he probably loved like he was probably wanted to do that for a long time. Like he's he's a natural line guy, um, in my opinion. Like every time he explained like linebacker stuff, like run run destruction, always be through the old lines eyes. Um, you know he was he was a heck of a linebacker coach too. Like he's produced all these guys, and you know he, he can he can do it both ways, and that's that's awesome for him. And um, you know I bet he's really excited, and, and you know I'm I'm kind of excited to see who's the next linebacker coach. Like see who it's gonna be. So yeah.
0: And what's it like to have a bunch of like ex Badger players as coaches? You have Taylor Melhoff, you have Jimmy, you have Kalaji. Am I, who am I? You, you had, um, Rudy, you had Rudy, Co- Coach Chris. <laughs> I can't remember Coach Chris. <laughs> um, what's it like? I think there's a couple others maybe. Yeah. But- M- Mickey Turner. Oh, Mickey Turner. He played with you. Like, he didn't, didn't you play, play with. with- I thought, I I thought you would make you overlap
2: year. at least for maybe like one year. Maybe one year, maybe one year. Oh, you know I what? No, too many times it was... Cause of these guys, <laughs> these
0: middle linebackers.
2: Oh, man. Yeah. So um, what is it like having all, what's... you know, having all those, you know, ex badgers, you know, coaching you guys.
1: Um, you know, it just, it's just like that. It just feels like really close. Like a lot of programs say like, Oh, we're a family. Like that's all like, you know, we're a family, but in the end, like it's really a business to most places but like we really do feel like these guys generally care about you as a person. Like you can like, they'll, they'll drive you home. And if it's a rainy day, they'll, you know, they'll help help you whenever you need it. So I really felt that.
0: I love to hear that. I I love that the culture is, is that, you know, I think coach Chris, that's what he brings, especially back to Wisconsin where he played is, is a culture of Wisconsin guys. I mean, that to me is special. I love that he got he gets Wisconsin guys to play at, at UW. I think that was something Barry thought was really important, was put a fence up around our state. I mean, it's not my state, but I consider it my state. I'm a New Yorker. Don't judge me, Leo. You could be here. But um, <laughs> if you are, I'll show you around a little bit. We You can hang out. You can meet my wife and, and daughter. Um, All right. But I think that's special. And, you know, do you see... I think they hired. They are. Did they just hire a
2: new offensive coordinator?
1: Not yet. Oh, did they? I didn't see it. yet. They, not yet. They, but he's
2: they're, they're, they're circling Bobby Ingram, who's the uh, uh, right. who's who's the I think like the tight ends, wide receivers coach, something like that for the Ravens. So it's yeah. uh, Dean Ingram's dad. Oh
0: yeah yeah okay yeah. I
1: heard about that
2: yeah.
0: So Leo, now that you're not part of the team anymore. What do you think the offense needs to take the next step?
1: Yeah, I don't – I think, I think they're, they're on the right track right now. Um, you know, once, once you have this whole offseason of rest for Braylon alone, like, because, you know, he came off, you know, with, what is it, he played a whole season in the spring as well. Um, just to be able to, like, just that dude, like, he, he's a beast in his own right. Like, if you, if you just get him healthy and, like, maintain, like, get him right with all the, you know, maintenance work, like you're going to have an explosive offense just based off him and with our old linemen who are historically good and with Coach Bowstead taking over and, like, see how that does. Like, um, you know, it's just it's going to be exciting to see, like, the next step Braylon takes even more. And then um, I think Graham's going to, you know, take the next step. Like, he, Graham was showing a lot this season of what he's capable of. Um, he, had, he had a lot of, you know, highlights showing what he can do as well. So just taking that next step and having Braylon there in the offensive line, it's going to be fun to see. Do you think the offensive line got to, – to me,
0: besides Braylon, outside of Braylon, the offensive line seemed to get night and day from the first four games to what was happening at the end of the season. As a defensive guy, like, do you see that? Like, like you were blitzing, like, guys were – I mean, we looked like a sieve at the beginning of the season. I, I don't want to be rude, but we were not – our pass blocking wasn't very – wasn't fantastic. How did how did they come together? Like, you see that happening? Like, you feel it happening when you're when you're going against them in practice?
1: Um, I'm not. I, I mean, I didn't really see anything like like physical wise, but I know the mentality changed for sure. Like, um, you know, we might. I think we had like our body language wasn't very good and our energy wasn't very good to start the season. Maybe and I felt like more guys were stepping up like vocally and saying like, "All right, let's do this. Let's let's go and like having better energy even after bad plays." So I think that played a role.
0: Who who's like the biggest leader on the offense?
1: Um, I mean, I, I would I'd probably say, um, I mean, obviously the quarterback. You know, Graham obviously has to be. Um, you know, I, like just seeing like you know, Ferg uh, Ferguson, Jake was, was was as well, and then I think John was too. So just those three probably working together.
2: On defense, it seemed it was. I mean, who? I mean, obviously like you and Jack were hard, but you've said like, you're, you're not a super vocal guy. Everyone says it was, was it Colin who was like the real, like sort of like vocal leader on defense or who else was it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Colin, like um, he was the number one guy. And then you also had Scotty and um, um, Herbig, you know, Nick was also, um, you know, as a sophomore, he was doing some good stuff. Talk about um, you know, him a little bit. Bringing every single day.
2: Yeah. Talk about Herbig a little bit. Cause he's, he's been super impressive in his first two years on campus.
1: Yeah, he's just he's just a relentless dude. Like, he's got super high, like, football IQ. Um, he'll be, like, if you see a guy after practice, every single practice stay like, it's going to be him. Like, he's going to be there, like, just going over moves, like, really deep in a detailed way. Like, he loves the game. Like, there were instances, like, few instances where, like, he, like, broke down, like, um, like, emotional about, like, we were, like, messing up, like, touching lines or something in summer condition. He got emotional, like, saying, like, like we got, we got to be better. Like we got to do this. Like he was calling everybody out. Like, and that was impressive to see, especially as an underclassman and seeing like him step up and see that he truly cares about the team and how much he loves the game. That's amazing to hear. That's really
2: awesome to hear. So we just got a, a, you know, a couple minutes left. Uh, I usually do throw some rapid fire questions here at the end. Uh, so who is the biggest physical freak that you played against either, either on the Badgers or on another team?
1: Biggest physical freak. Um, Shoot. I mean, Linderbaum, like when Linden, Tyler Lindenbaum, he was pretty fast. Like he was really fast for an old lineman. Um, let's see. John, John was like really the only one, like I couldn't like get past in blocks. And I, again, I'm not just saying that, like he's the only one I haven't like figured out where like, I can like, okay, engage on him and then make a play on the ball. Like he was probably the only one. That's awesome.
2: Um, So I already asked you about your, your, your pregame routine. Um, what does, uh, you know, why did you change from number 45 to five? What was the impetus for that?
1: Um, you know, my older brother, Peter, like I said, was the biggest like role model for me growing up, you know, how hard he worked. He was number five, um, going in. And then in high school, I, I took that number just, you know, um, in honor of him and just what it means. And then, you know, after my sophomore year, I'm like, okay, maybe they'll let me now. Cause they didn't let me have any thing like the number five like you know coming in because wild goose had it and once he left i immediately asked like can i have that number that's awesome that's awesome yeah i know
2: uh you know bernie wore number 45 so it's it, it's extra special to him but uh you know <laughs> um okay then uh, it's okay
0: you know the single digits made you look the, the single so digits badass. make you look jacked. so yeah, you exactly. could even be. i mean if you could even be more jacked than you are the single digits will do that to you
1: yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's great. Wait, I um, P, I got, I got one,
0: I got, I got please, one, please. Who takes over the grit factory and where did that come up? Where did that come from? Cause I love that.
1: Um, you know, I don't know the full story, but I know, uh, Colin one day, um, he just like, it might've been for like a costume or something. And like, he just wrote grit factory on like a, uh, with Sharpie on like a, a hat he bought from Walmart or something. He just came in with it one day and coach Chris said he loved it. Um, and like he decided, yes, coach Chris, we could bring him to the game. And he said, yeah, but, um, in terms of carrying on that tradition, I, it's probably going to be Herbie is definitely, you know, a gritty guy, you know, just talking about his love for the game. Um, you know, he's, he's relentless. So I think definitely think he might, he might be the leader.
0: What's your relationship with coach Chris? Like to me, he was always a, a big time players coach, but I had him as a offensive coordinator, like tight ends coach, quarterbacks coach what, what role, like just your experience with coach Chris.
1: Yeah. Like you said, he's definitely a player's coach. Like, um, you know, he's walking around before every practice when we're stretching, getting ready to go. He's asking like multiple, like 10 to 15 people, like individually walking around having these like two to three minute conversations with them saying like, like, um, how's this? How's like, how's your family? How's like your mom, like asking like these detailed questions and he actually cares. Like, I'll text him right now and, you know, ask him or talk to him about something. He'll, he'll call me and say like, okay, this is this. And you know, yeah, we care about you. You'll always be a badger. And like, he's, he's really truly a player's coach and everybody loves him. You recently
2: got engaged. Congratulations. Um, How did you meet your wife or your future wife? I should say.
1: (laughs) Uh, uh, I met her in uh, my freshman year of high school, actually. Like she rejected me my freshman year of high school um, you know, I was a really awkward kid and, um, you know, I, I was pretty ugly and maybe I still am, but maybe, I don't know why she rejected me, but she did. Um, and you know, she, she finally, like after like a couple of years, she finally like, you know, um, you know, let me ask her out. And, uh, it was like my, I think end of sophomore, junior year, we started dating. So we've yeah. High school sweethearts. That's awesome. And,
2: and John, got, yeah. And John got married last year and you're going to be an uncle soon. I'm, I'm sure you're excited about that.
1: Oh man, little little John running around, man. That's that's not good. But (laughs) I'm excited though. It's it's gonna be fun.
0: The kid comes out with a six pack and biceps already.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be that cool uncle. You know, I'm gonna be taking him to the gym at like like ten o'clock at night when he's like four years old and just like, all right, do another do another set. Let's go, let's go. (laughs) Doing that, we'll see. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well,
0: listen, you. You will have to remember these dates. Now, once you get married, there are no dates you can't remember. Oh, I know. Let me tell you, uh, my wife will be like, oh, do you know what today is? It's an oh. immediate, it's a <laughs> landmine. I don't know what today is. It's a Sunday. Oh, no. No, today I know what today is. But I mean, there are days when I'm like, oh, boy. I'm like, it's your somebody's birthday? Not yours. I know your birthday. Oh. so good luck yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, just, like, it's one of the greatest things to ever do but it, it is exciting and for your brother like your I have nieces and nephews it's and I'm sure you do, it's just so cool like it's yeah. it's uh it's so exciting and you guys will always you guys will be old sitting on the porch somewhere being like ah oh, we played for the Badgers <laughs> 2020 <laughs> like
1: okay dad put yeah. off the past.
0: Yeah. even your grandkids will be like oh here we go. <laughs> Same story.
1: <laughs> we played that's Army right,
2: in 2021 right, and I got Leo. to line up over the center and blitz the A gap and I tackled the quarterback <laughs> before he could even hand the ball off. Okay. Okay, grandpa. Uh,
0: okay. <laughs> like, got it. Got it, Papa Leo. Like John can block you. That was it. We get it. Uh,
1: <laughs> Did geez. you get it? Uh, <laughs> A uh,
0: lot of good things. Listen, I know it's 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 been our hour, but Dude, best of luck, man. Um, in the future, if you need anything, I'm here. Matt Perkins is here. I'm sure you have a plethora of old guys, alumni, coaching. But um, really, it is. I think it's truly special. You come into a, a group. I mean, it sucks to leave the Badgers, but once again, you never actually leave being a Badger. Right. I'm going to be cheering in heaven one day. So, um, like, I'm a, This is my. This is the nursery, and that's in the nursery. I got a Barry Alvarez ball. I got a, a Ron Dane ball. I got a Bo Ryan ball. Got a lot of Badger stuff up here. So my daughter's she's she's already I already sent an email to admissions.
2: <laughs> oh, She'll be a Badger <laughs> one day. Do you know where you'll be spending? Um, but really, do you know where you'll be spending the draft? Do you have, have have you thought about that yet? Where you're going to be be for draft
1: day? Um, I don't really know the process. Like, do we get a good, like go home and stuff and sit down? Like, I haven't even talked about that at all. But, uh, you know, if I get to go home, I, you know, I want to be with my family and stuff. That'd be, that'd be pretty special. Awesome.
2: Awesome. Well, we will all be rooting for you selfishly. I hope you, I hope you become a Buffalo bill. That would be, you know, uh, we had Lee Evans on the podcast, uh, a couple months ago. He was a badger who became a bill. Craig Urbic was a badger who became a bill. I have a Lee Evans Jersey. If you become a bill, I'm going to be literally the first person in line to get a Chanel, hopefully number five buffalo bills jersey that would be that would just absolutely like make my life so um so leo listen again thank you so so much for spending the time with us today and you know best of luck with the draft process thank you so much for you know your career it's been an absolute pleasure to watch you and until next time on wisconsin
0: on wisconsin
1: on wisconsin baby all right thank you guys for having me it's been a pleasure
2: Thanks for listening to the Believe in Badger Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by betonline.ag. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Believe in Badgers. That's B-L-E-A-V in Badgers. Also, make sure to check out our YouTube page for full videos of our podcasts. The show is produced by Matt Perkins and Matt Bernstein with audio editing and mixing by Matt Perkins. Our theme music is by Matt Blaustein. Thanks again for listening and on Wisconsin.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts